0: finally oh finally we are getting staff announcements for real we actually are learning that people are joining sharon moore's staff we've had a few now three uh outside of the two that we knew about but uh that is as far as on field uh the three are on field the two we knew about were not but nonetheless let's talk about the advancement in the staff building on this episode of A Locked On Wolverines. You are Locked On Wolverines. Your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy Friday. We are back and doing a Locked On Wolverines podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network where it's your team every day. I'm your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverines Wire through USA Today Sports Media Group. And uh, we are, uh, we're a little late. Because I went and saw a a three-and-a-half-hour movie, kind of, uh, screening the first three episodes of The Chosen uh, at your local movie theater, my local movie theater. So, uh, didn't get a chance to get this in before, so we're getting it in after. Uh, But uh, we have three official hires. We've got another reported hire. So now things are starting to at least get fleshed out on the offensive side of the ball, because that's where everything kind of lies at this point. Uh, and yes, we did know that Kirk Campbell uh, and Grant Newsom were likely sticking around. There had been reports that Kirk Campbell was being promoted to offensive coordinator. And then you have uh, and then you had Grant Newsom, who even before that was reported to be the offensive line coach. Uh, those two have been officially announced. And then Michigan also announced J.B. Brown. As the uh, the new special teams coordinator. Uh, so with the Kirk Campbell thing, what's interesting about that is he's staying the quarterbacks coach, so that allows them to hire a dedicated special teams coordinator, and I think that that's a uh, that's a good deal, right? So uh, you've got now a uh, you, you've now kind of starting to get some things fleshed out. You, obviously, you need ten, so that's, uh, that's three that are official. Uh, we expect. Uh, some of the defensive people, obviously we're, we' we are still fingers crossed on Steve Klink scale and uh, on uh, Mike Elston, <laughs> sorry just momentary lapse, uh, which would give you five uh, then we uh, we don't know yet about Mike Hart, but we do know about uh Ron Bellamy, but let's just say for the thought exercise there's six and seven. Uh, so then you still need to to fill out a couple more pieces, right? Linebackers coach, uh defensive coordinator primarily and uh safeties coach. Uh you would still have that capability of having a dedicated safeties coach uh to fill things out. Uh but uh now you're at least kind of getting somewhere. I didn't even mention the tight ends coach who uh is reported by Josh henschke Mason Blue Review to be Steve Kavzula who uh returns uh tri- I, I, triumphantly, I guess, uh to uh to Ann Arbor after being an analyst for several years uh, was, uh, this isn't going to make anyone super happy, but it it is true. He was Josh Gaddis's right-hand man, Uh, but he was an an analyst. He left to go be the offensive coordinator at UMass. That was not exactly a rousing success, but it's kind of hard to be a rousing success at UMass, no matter what. Um, But nonetheless did with it with what he could. So uh, so a couple other things here, and I do want to get into – into uh, some of the, the people that they did hire. Uh, so, uh, obviously, we do know Kirk Campbell. We've seen what he's been able to do as an offensive coordinator, uh, not just in Ann Arbor, uh, because he was at, uh, and we're going to pull this up real quick here, um, because we have seen him at Old Dominion. I'm not going to be able to, I don't think I'm going to be able to pull up anything from Old Dominion, but uh, during his time, no, because they were FCS. Wait, eh, maybe, can we go back? Can we, can we look at it? I think we might be able to. Uh, but yeah, he was at Old Dominion at one point as the offensive coordinator. And uh, he is, uh, We but we saw him at the opening, the outset of 2023 in that first game. And uh, one of the things I really like about Kirk Campbell is the, this is something that you wouldn't have known. Uh, but I was told going into that game, like oh, past games, not really looking that great, We're really going to lean on the run game. This was from... Uh, and a staffer at Michigan telling me literally the game plan, uh, like, hey, it's it's we're going to have to really lean on the run game in this one. But then ECU comes out and says, you're not running on us. And Michigan was like, all right, you're, we're not running on you. So, you know, what we are going to do is we are going to pass all over you. 280 yards for J.J. McCarthy and uh, just over a half a play. So that kind of tells you what, uh, what they're capable of, uh, when it comes to, see, I I knew that I wasn't going to be able to look up this stuff from old dominion because they weren't, uh, at least not in 2020, uh, in 2021, which he was the offensive coordinator. Um, they had, uh, just shy of 5,000 yards on the season, uh, averaged, uh, about 250 yards, uh, passing and, uh, uh, just under 200 yards rushing. So, um, Uh, per game that is so that's that's pretty good marks for uh in the 13 games here so 100 rushing yards uh under uh under kirk campbell 145 358 67 206 88 208 119 162 uh, 282 165 100 122 and 71 now not necessarily against really big great defenses Uh, Even when the rushing didn't really work out, you're looking at Liberty, which was obviously still a really good team, and UTEP, who had a really good year that year. Middle Tennessee uh, State was 100, and Tulsa was 71. Uh, But uh, passing-wise, it kind of looks like Michigan stat lines, 127, 214, 134. I know that doesn't start out very good. 221, 194, 106, 327 against Western Kentucky, uh, 149, 283, 289, 241, 328 against Charlotte and 176. So a uh, pretty good balance in general, right? Like, t- you know, 2093 rushing yards and 227, 89 passing yards. Um, so pretty good balance. But again, we saw kind of a little bit of what he could do as the offensive coordinator for Michigan for one game. And also that means that, you know, you've got him and Sharon on the same page already. We already knew that. We already have seen that. And he is an excellent recruiter, Kirk Campbell. So now you have a a Dynamo recruiter and offensive coordinator. So that is really good to have. Not that, you know, obviously Michigan's had those. Josh Gaddis was a really good recruiter. Sharon Moore was a really good recruiter. Um, So it's, uh, but I, I feel like people really connect with Kirk Campbell and he's a sharp mind. So it's great to keep him around. It's great to keep, uh grant Newsom around i don't know if i can search this real quick or not but um i was looking at some old uh just trying to find some old stuff that uh that jim harbaugh said about grant newsome and i uh came across a quote and this is i just this comes to mind so it's gonna take me a second here to see if i can find it uh and i might not be able to but he was uh he, he was jim harbaugh was saying that hey we are grooming grant Newsom and i can't find it but we were grooming grant Newsom to be the offensive line coach like that is why we have hired him to be a tight ends like start there and then you were grooming you to be that and now they have him in that role so that is him just following the trajectory and that's uh obviously really good news that michigan is elevated him, and uh, he was one that you certainly didn't want to lose. And I'm sure that Jim Harbaugh wanted to take him, but I wouldn't be surprised if he was one who uh, Jim Harbaugh was like, you know what, I would like him, but it, it's probably better that he continues to grow there rather than come to the NFL. Youth is not an excuse anymore, right? It, this is one of the things I was talking to. Um, uh, I was talking to uh, my best friend about it, and it's funny because a lot of Michigan fans, I'm not saying you, but I'm saying a lot of Michigan fans, We'll often see youth and uh, or just college inexperience in a lot of ways and say, you know what, I don't want that guy to be coaching the Mich- you know, Michigan Wolverines. And the same people will end up taking over uh, a coordinator position or even a head coaching position in the NFL and no one bats an eye. Dan Campbell comes to mind as far as a head coach. Uh, but uh, that's just funny how that works. Anyway, let's continue talking about this. Let's get into JB Brown a little bit. We'll look at the press release. And uh, we, we'll, we also are going to dig just a tiny, tiny bit into some of the things that, you know, Sharon Moore and Jim Harbaugh are doing because they're making the media rounds. I'll tell you that. Some of the things they're saying. So we're going to do that here in just one moment. But before we do, happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, placing some super bets And certainly, FanDuel has got you covered with a lot of those. And you can pick just about anything under the sun. That's what makes it super fun. I love their parlay hub because you can get in there and you can have some parlays. Now, am I good at picking the good parlays? I am not. But nonetheless, maybe you are. And that's the great part is because FanDuel is going to help you out. And I'll get into that in just a moment. FanDuel's got so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. So not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but they've also got bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, so much more. But guess what? If you're a new customer, you can join today and get 200 bucks in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. So get in on some action before the Super Bowl so you got that extra $200 to play with. Just visit fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official partner, sorry, sportsbook partner of the NFL. It's funny. I sit down with these things here, uh, and uh, a lot of times it's like I know what I'm going to talk about, and then I. Sometimes it's like, man, okay, I'm going to do this for a segment, and then I'm going to do th- you know, this for a segment. I will do this for a segment, and sometimes it's like, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to talk, and uh, I'm like, this is going to take seven, eight, maybe nine or ten minutes for me to talk about, and then it takes me two, and I'm like. Arr move on to the next wing. <laughs> Uh or the opposite, which is I have uh, all these different things, well, I, yeah, all these different things planned, and uh, I talked for too long in first segment, so um, that's what happens every now and again. Uh, nonetheless, okay, so JB Brown hired as the special teams coordinator. He has been around uh, Michigan for the last uh, three years, 2021 through 2023. He has been a special teams analyst. He's been very beneficial there. And uh, so he obviously already knows how things run. He's also held that post before uh, being a uh, being a special teams coordinator at the FCS level. So this is not new uh, for him. I think one of the interesting things is he was drafted in the 14th round of the Major League Baseball by the Mets. Uh, so that's kind of fun. But he, he started out uh, at Pacific as a graduate assistant. And then he was uh, spent two seasons at Kansas. Uh, as an assist, as a grad assistant to uh, at the um, University of Houston, and then he was a special teams coordinator for Texas Southern for two years before he uh, abandoned them. That's just how I'm going to put it. He abandoned them for the University of Michigan to be an analyst. And uh, so, again, someone that knows what the expectations are, has been a part of the success, knows what things look like. I, I know there's a lot of people that want the big names, okay? There's nothing wrong with... Elevating people who know, you know, supposedly know what they're doing and have been trained by the people who uh, were uh, part of the recent success. You know, that's next man up mentality. I don't know that it will work or not. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying like come at me in October if it just it, everything becomes a debacle. I'm not saying it's going to work. We won't know until it all, uh, you know, rubber meets the road here. But at the same time, this is still a mode for success, right? I think that this is more important that Michigan goes this route rather than bringing in a bunch of outside hires. And that includes Steve Kasula, right? Who uh, I'm not gonna go through his UMass stuff because it doesn't really matter as much because he's gonna be a tight ends coach, which he does have experience with, by the way. Uh, but again, Steve Kasula wasn't necessarily a part of the more recent success he left after 2021, but he was at least a part of a team that beat Ohio State he was a part of a team that uh, that made it to the college football playoff, won the Big Ten, all of that kind of stuff. And he's going to, need to be co- uh, coaching tight ends, which is a place he is familiar with and a you know, position group he has coached before. Leaving an offensive coordinator role at a, a division one uh, group of five school to be just a singular position coach. So that, I think that's interesting. Uh, I know that uh, Michigan and this is from a colleague of mine. Uh, that uh, Michigan was uh, taking a look at uh, Kevin Coger, the former Michigan tight end uh, for that position. Uh, I don't know if he's staying in the NFL or not, because he's a uh, tight ends coach with the Chargers. Uh, so maybe he's sticking around there, because uh, obviously they're going to need a tight ends coach. Uh, again, that's from a colleague of mine. That's not my own intel. But um, nonetheless, I think that there's, uh, there's a lot to like about what, what they've got right now. Now, the important thing is is maintaining Elston. Because now that if, if you've got the offense potentially filled out, right? If, if that holds, if you're able to retain my cart. I, I think there's still a good chance that they do. I know it's been qu- all quiet on the Western front there. Uh, not my scoop to give. So I'm not, unfortunately, I can't give it. And I know there's people, I know there's people sa- that are going to complain because they say, you say things and then you, you say you know things and whatever. I don't know anything, but uh, I do know that uh, there is it, it, some stuff in the works there, but it's not my scoop to give. So I'm not going to um but we'll see um and anyway so right now it looks like the offensive staff is potentially set defensive still needs some work you want to retain clink you want to retain elston you need a defensive coordinator you need a linebackers coach you need a safeties coach so there's a lot on that on that side of the ball it's kind of funny your offense is locked in defense is maybe a work in progress so they've got to figure that out and defense is what's got all of the people that you want and obviously they've got the uh special teams coordinator locked up and i like what they're doing so far maintains consistency while uh while have continuing to have people who know what it takes at michigan in particular people who have had success at michigan in the good run in particular right they're not just going and saying like hey you were at michigan in 2012 come on down it's a it's a group of people that know what success looks like in Ann Arbor. And whether they've been above board or below the line is one thing, but you know, we'll see kind of how that goes. All right, so with that in mind, let's move on to Jim Harbaugh who continues to espouse this uh one team, right? That is one program. Even though one he's in the NFL, Sharon moore's at Michigan. Uh Sharon Moore's uh, apparently talking to him about every uh, every day. They're making the media rounds and it's kind of weird, but let's talk about that here in just a moment, for just a moment. But first, I know that we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we just talk for a minute about preparing for real life? Because according to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in a decade. That's very scary. I can't imagine more helpless feeling than if Sarah and her boys were uh they were sick and there's a supply chain issue and there's no way that they could get that life-saving medication that they need especially as uh the world worsens uh but the good news is they'll be okay because of jace medical uh, i got them the jace case and that's a five pack of different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses including utis respiratory infections sinusitis skin infections among others and this stuff could happen to any of us and listen that's not me just saying like, oh, I got them the Jace case. I really got them the Jace case. They really have that. So visit JaceMedical.com just like me. It's J-A-S-E Medical.com. Complete your physician encounter. It takes just a few minutes. It'll be reviewed by a board certified physician. Your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. Comes so fast. And it's never been more important to be prepared than today. So go to J-A-S-E Medical.com and use the offer code Locked On, and you can get $20 off of your order. See, what I said at the beginning of segment two, uh, that that ended up taking a lot quicker than I anticipated. Uh, plus, I, I feel really uh, rambly today. I don't know what the deal is. Anyhow, um, so uh, yeah, Jim Harbaugh, he appeared on Colin Coward and Rich Eisen. Uh, fresh off of the Pat McAfee show, Sharon Moore appeared on, uh, on also on Rich Eisen. Uh, And it's just interesting to kind of hear some of the things that are being said. I didn't watch all of either of them, uh, but I watched, well, I watched all of Sharon on Rich Eisen. uh, And it was more just like, how did you get into coaching? You know, what what influenced you? And, you know, what was it like meeting Jim Harbaugh? Kind of rehashing some of the stuff that we heard about in the uh, introductory press conference about him uh, showing how to do drills and stuff like that. Uh, but I think the more interesting stuff came from Jim Harbaugh, who continues to say the, uh, that he wanted a Lombardi trophy and he couldn't get that in college. So for the people who still continue to see, like, I'm not going to talk about the one character we're talking about, but I'm starting to see people attack regents. Just stop it. Right. You're, you're, you're acting like a jilted lover, uh, with this. And I understand you are in this case, but like they've told you that he wanted to go to the NFL he told you he wanted to go to the NFL. Uh, I don't know what it's going to take you to believe it, <laughs> but I don't think there's anything that's going to make you believe it. It's just, it's, it's what we all knew was going to happen eventually. But he's out there saying to, uh, to anyone who will listen, like, listen, we are going to be one program. You know, I, he's, and he, he talked a little bit about like, I am so excited about seeing Alex Orgy and Jaden Denigal battle for that starting position. And, the The day that I uh, that that I uh, that JJ McCarthy uh, declared for the draft, the day after, they're in the in Glick sitting there working out, and he said you could see like a little extra oomph in what they were doing and all that. And it's actually kind of weird hearing him talk about players. He, he like listed off a bunch of different players for Michigan, and I, I know it's like he, he recruited them, they he brought them on campus, he signed them. But now it's like he's not with the team, so it just kind of seems weirdly bizarre, even though he's been the Michigan head coach for nine years. But nonetheless, uh, he continues to talk about it as it's one program. Uh, it's uh, and he said that I talk to Sharon Moore every single day, if not every other day, and ha- that's been the case since I left. So it really does seem, at least, there's going to be that symbiotic relationship between uh, the Chargers and uh, the Wolverines, and uh, I. I I know a lot of people want to think that the the Ravens pipeline will continue. I feel like that's probably not going to be the case. I mean, John Harbaugh loves Michigan too, but it's one thing to, to give an assistant to your brother and it's another to give it to some guy that you kind of just know and like or whatever. Um, but um, regardless, uh, what will be interesting to see is how that works between the Chargers and Michigan, especially if it is a situation where Michigan has a defensive coordinator. That defensive coordinator – moves on and does jim harbaugh have a linebackers coach who might end up working out right uh for as defensive coordinator the same way that that worked out for uh worked out for jim with john um it'll be interesting to see how many wolverines end up being drafted by the chargers but i i care less about that per se than i do the other side of how can jim help Sharon. Because I'm not saying Sharon absolutely needs it. Like, oh man, he's just going to need all the help he can get. But I do think he does need, you know, as a first time head coach, uh, a little bit of mentorship. And it does still seem like Jim Harbaugh is going to give him that. Now, uh, he's not going to, Sharon will be able to call him anytime, except for, you know, during a game. But uh, he's not going to be able to call like, all right, it's third and two. What do I do here? But certainly if it's like, if it's personnel wise, if it's hiring coaches, Uh, all that kind of stuff, he can lean on Jim. And that's one thing where Jim has been really, really good about identifying coaching talent. So it'll be interesting to see how that kind of works and see how much he mentors him in that light. Uh, But I also think it's really interesting that Sharon's appeared, like Rich Eisen isn't necessarily a show that's going to resonate with the youths, but uh, appearing on Pat McAfee yesterday, I think that in and of itself is a very interesting development. I don't remember if I talked about this yesterday or not, but we're in segment three here, so... Uh, we'll talk about it again if I did. Uh, but it's uh, I think it's interesting, just for the sake of that definitely is a show for the youths. And I don't watch Pat McAfee. I've seen clips. I you know, I follow Pat McAfee, but uh on on the socials. But, you know, just for the sake of i I, I feel like we don't often see a lot of college coaches on there, sometimes like Nick Saban was on there, yes, uh, after he retired for sure, I don't know about before. Uh, but it just does not seem like that's necessarily the type of guy that, that they are going to normally bring on. So it is interesting to see Sharon more making those rounds and Pat McAfee actually kind of sucking up to him a little bit. I think that that can help pay dividends in recruiting. And that just kind of goes to show like, that's the type of show you do if you're recruiting. Uh, last thing w- is, uh, with Jim Harbaugh, it was funny seeing him on Colin Coward because they opened up talking about the, it the first time he's gone on since the disastrous 2015 summer of 2015, uh, uh, interview where uh, Colin ended up hanging up on him. And uh, so that was just fun. I would hi- highly recommend you check that out if you don't feel enough of a jilted lover uh, to be able to still appreciate Jim Harbaugh and his quirkiness. But uh, anyway, that's it. That's all I got today. Uh, We're going to, uh more so because I'm going on vacation, we're going to try to still... famous last words i always say we're gonna do it over the weekend and it never happens we're gonna try to get at least one day in over the weekend um and then um and it might just go that we go all weekend and and get to wednesday and i don't do the uh don't load up on extra episodes i don't know how it's gonna go we're gonna figure it out anyway that's it thanks for watching thanks for listening we'll talk to you soon peace